Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we talked about the creepy shadow entity known as the Hat Man, the troubling demise of the Great Barrier Reef, and the remarkable power of prayer. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for the Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. When you heard the voice... Did you know right away that this was God, or did you question your your own sanity? For well, of course I did. That's the first the first thing I did. I said, "Oh my gosh, it's great! Now, now I've really lost my mind." And and then I I went to the the, the other place. Uh, I got I became scared, George. I thought, "Okay, I'm trafficking with the devil." Ah, do I really need do I really need this? So I tried to, you know, just ignore it or pretend it wasn't happening, whatever. But, but the information that I was reading—that was very short-lived, by the way, very, very short. Uh, I'm talking about three or four minutes, not not even ten minutes. But I did have that 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 uh, feeling, that cold chill that ran up my back. But then the information I was receiving was so clear, so marvelous, so insightful, and so loving. And so all-encompassing in terms of everything I'd ever wanted to hear uh, from uh, the divine that I began to almost weep. I recall that my eyes began to water with joy, hmm. that, uh, and, and, I, and I thought, well, you know, you know, I'm feeling pretty good here, so I'm just going to see where this goes. But again, I was never even thinking of anyone seeing this, so I wasn't really that concerned. I thought, worst-case scenario, I'm journaling for no reason, but you know, here I'm, I'm, I noticed that, that the journaling process was healing me, healing my anger, my frustration, my worry, and my concern, my lack of self-worth, and all the negative aspects of my life. And as the process of the conversation went on, I was feeling better and better and better about everything, and my whole attitude had changed. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to follow this and just see where this takes me. The rest, as we said, is is, is history. Now, we were talking about, are we in some kind of holographic universe, and you were just ready to give us your thoughts on that. Well, I, I, I was saying that, you know, I was about to say, I agree with Bill on this. It was Bill who said, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And I think that that's right. I think that, I think that the answer to the question, are we in an holographic universe, is really out of reach in terms of certainty, as are most of the mystical uh, questions that one could pose about life. Is it possible? I, it, it absolutely feels it's possible uh, in my mind. But I think that even if it were a um, holographic universe, so to speak, a digital creation, if you will, I still hold the idea that even a digital creation is probably being put together by either a, 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 a being that we would call divine or God, or, if you please, a community, a group, a civilization, if you will, of highly evolved beings who have put together this sort of reality uh, not just for the fun of it or to torture us or for any negative reason whatsoever, but just as a means of engendering another form of life in the universe, creating a way for the life itself to express in an endless variety uh, of ways. So I think, you know, it, I, and I'm not really buying into that theory, but I think, is it possible? Oh my gosh, you know, my life has taught me that almost anything is possible. So I'm not dismissing it out of hand for sure. So, You've written a number of books, 29 books at least, uh, millions sold, 15 million worldwide, 37 different languages. People need this. Have you had anybody come up to you, though, Neil, and said, come on, talking to God, come on, Neil? O only every other hour of the <laughs> day. 
sure. Of, of, of course. And what do you tell them? Well, I, I say, you know, all, all I can share with you is how I experienced it. I experienced that the answers I received to the questions I asked were answers I would never have thought of myself, would never have never heard them, never read them anywhere. So I experienced that, you know, how can I put this, that, that these ideas came to me out of thin air. I, I, I called them conversations with God because that's exactly how they felt to me, because the information was coming from, clearly from someplace way outside of, of my own mind. Of course, I've been very clear from the beginning, by the way, that many, and I tell people this as well, that many, many people throughout the ages have experienced themselves as having been inspired by God. People sure. who have created wonderful art have proclaimed it, you know, Picasso and, and, and Michelangelo. and the rest. People who created wonderful music have proclaimed it. You know, how did you ever create that symphony? I was inspired. I was inspired Moses. Look at Moses. And people, <laughs> hello. And people who have written wonderful books have proclaimed it as well. So I really, you know, it, it raises an interesting question: Whence cometh creativity? From where? From where does does, does that uh, occur? And so, you know, that's what I say to people. You know what? But I tell them this as well: Thank you for being skeptical. Don't believe a word I'm saying. Don't believe a thing that I've put in these books either. Look to your own experience. If it feels good to try out some of these ideas, and by the way, if it doesn't, don't even bother. Mm -hmm. But if it feels good to try out some of these ideas and these concepts. Try them out and see what's true for you in your own life. But for heaven's sake, don't believe a word that I'm saying. And ultimately, I tell people this as well. You know, the real question is not whether I actually had a conversation with God. The real question is, whatever the process is, is the information of any value to you? Now, I've had millions of people answer that question in the affirmative. Yes, you have. If God were asked, how did you come to be? How did you come into existence? Would he be able to give us an answer that people could understand? I don't think we could. No, because because God would say, "I never, I never came to ex into existence. I always was. I always was, am now, and always will be, even forevermore. There was never a time when I was not." And the human mind cannot hold the idea that life is not a straight line from left to right, where it begins, it, there's a middle, then there's an end. Life is a circle that has no beginning and it has no end. So what God would say is, look, look, just take a look at the circle, third finger, left hand, or wherever else you might find a circle in your life, and notice that it has no beginning and no end. That's the beginning of your understanding of the thing you call God's. So don't ask me to tell you how I began, because I never did begin. I always was, am now, and always will be. In book four, in the conversations with God, and I assume even without books, you're still conversing? Yes. Is there ever anything in the conversations that would lead you to think that we are in end times or that the planet could end or something horrendous like that could occur? Well, actually, no. Uh, it's just, just quite the opposite. I was told in book four that, in fact, that's not going to happen that that uh, there are forces if you please in the universe that will not allow that to happen that is that is not what's going to occur on the on the planet earth could we bring ourselves into a place of great uh, turmoil and trouble such that life as we know it as we're now living it might not continue could we be thrown back even if you please to the, the, the dark ages in a sense could we be dropped back several hundred years or several thousand mm -hmm. years that's possible. That's possible. But will life on Earth disappear? Will the planet simply explode or blow up or somehow or another cease to exist? I've been told directly that, no, that's not going to happen. So I'm concerned that the tinderbox is going to be North Korea, Neil, and I just have this horrible feeling that something is going to happen. That's just my gut. 
you know, I'm not I'm not too far off from that feeling, George. Every every morning when I pick up the newspaper or newspapers, those are those are interesting uh, artifacts. When I, when I turn on the internet and I, and I get on the internet and I read the news, uh, I have the exact same feeling. I thought, well, if there's going to be a problem, if there's going to be a real, you know, come to the edge kind of a problem, it's going to be North Korea and butting heads with with Donald. I'm not making him wrong. I'm just saying that this right. is what I'm seeing, and, 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 and I'm hoping he has some productive talks with the man from China here in a couple of days, because the two of them have got to find a way to get together and 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 change the energy over there. And I think that China has, can, and should, ought to play a, a central role in that. And if they refuse to play any kind of role in convincing North Korea to back down and change its attitude, and us as well, just both of you guys, come on. Everybody back off a little bit. China did try to do that about a week ago, a week and a half ago, when some spokesman for the government there said, "You know what? If if America would also back off a little bit and and just and just you know stop antagonizing mm-hmm. or doing things that the North Koreans say is antagonizing, that wouldn't hurt the situation either." So, but you know, it, you know, we got a lot of people who think that they're right. I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but when everyone on the whole in the whole game on either side imagines that there's right that there's no no room for compromise and they're absolutely right we're headed for the possibility i agree with you of of a very very difficult time if it's going to happen it's going to happen in north korea i agree with you completely if something happens does god step in and stop it no he won't do that no because because the, the god's purpose uh is is not to direct the uh, human affairs, uh, the the course uh, of human affairs. That's not that's not God's purpose, nor is it God's function. God's purpose and function is to allow all the sentient beings in the universe on every one of the planets where sentient beings exist. By the way, which are millions and millions of planets, and so and so God God's job, if you please, to, to phrase it that way, is to simply provide all the sentient beings in the cosmos with sufficient power sufficient ability, sufficient energy, if you will, to produce the outcomes of their collective and individual desire. So we have been given what even religions call free will. And so God's not going to violate free will by saying, you know, okay, you have free will until you do something that I don't agree with, and then when you do something I don't agree with, I'll stop it. No, that's, that's not how it works. In Conversations with God, Book 4, what would you say is the big message you want everybody to get from that book? that we are all awake and simply don't know it, and that we need to begin to start acting like it if we want to see some real change in the world. And, and uh, the second biggest message is that we are being assisted and helped right now, that we are be- and have been for centuries, by the way, for, for millennia, by highly evolved beings living off this planet that live in another dimension, and that our opportunity is to awaken the species, that we can self-select and people who want to self-select are people who would literally select themselves to demonstrate what it means to be an awakened species, to be a, a, a highly evolved being, or at least reasonably highly evolved, and stop doing the kinds of things that we do on this planet uh, to to create the situation like you're talking about, whether it's Korea or what we're eating, what's on our plate. You know, we, we throw away George. 657 children are dying in, on this planet every hour, every hour of starvation. Oh, 1.5 billion people don't even have clear water. I know it. Now, now, you know, what kind of a species allows that yeah, to happen? I know, while we fight about other things. Hello. Yeah. 
So our opportunity, the message of, of, of Awaken the Species is if we really want to see a change, each one of us has to take that uh, invitation personally and to say, I have self-selected. I am selecting myself to demonstrate, not to awaken the species. I'm not going to go out with a, with a, with a, with a soapbox or, or try to give speeches someplace or try to proselytize anybody. No, no, no. But, but I will take responsibility for behaving in my own life, in my day-to-day experience, in such a way that I demonstrate my highest thought about divinity, about humanity, and about all the, the whole game, and that people who see me and interact with me will be impacted, so impacted by what they're seeing be modeled by me. Is this not what every great teacher ultimately has done? And the answer is yes. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.